I've got a nice big right. bank of professional photos that we use, which yeah. I think is like so important for Airbnb Instagram accounts, even just Airbnb listings, because having professional photography just makes the place a bit more high end. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello everyone. We're back with another episode of She Renovates and today I have a dynamic mother-daughter team. Now, we really love the whole concept of mothers and daughters working together to improve their financial position because I guess for mums, it's modelling what you can do when you start working with property, but also the daughters bring new skills to the game as such as social media, which we're not so hot on. So we've got Jeanette and Kelsey Sibley, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. And I met Jeanette at the Huddle in Orange quite a few weeks ago and discovered that Jeanette and Kelsey are Airbnb fanatics. Is that fair to say? And Jeanette has a beautiful property in Mudgee and now Kelsey is setting up her own. So I thought it would be good to find out really how they've gone about that, how they're going and some of the nitty-gritty. So welcome to you both. Thank you. you. Okay, so firstly, Jeanette, do you want to tell us about your property in Mudgee and what was the thinking behind setting it up? And, yeah, just tell us a little bit about it. Okay, so... We've had our property for about 15 years and it's at the back of our laundromat business. We had a, it was a dingy little two-bed property that was weekly rented for about $250 a week, which that was all it was really worth. A single lady lived there for 12 years. When COVID hit, she moved out and it was a great opportunity to do some well, basic work to start with, but then Kelsey had come on board and said, Mum, how about we do a complete renovation? I've always wanted to do that, but hubby was a little bit reluctant. So thank goodness, whatever the daughter says, <laughs> she's the favourite. So well, that just does not seem right, does it? He pulled his at his heartstrings and We went from there. So we did a lot ourselves, knocked down half of it. We did, and our son owns a steel frame company in Mudgee, so we got steel frames from him. We just went hell for leather, worked weekends, and, yeah, and it took probably 12 months, do you think? Yeah. Probably about 12 months because, you know, to order furniture for at the end of it, that was that took a while. So I'd say about 12 months and here we are. Awesome. And so it's a two bed or is it? Two bed. Yeah. And one or two bath? It's only one bathroom. 
we couldn't extend further out into our yard because there's a sewerage line through and council wouldn't allow us to, to go any further. So we couldn't do that. But we make sure that on our listing, people are aware that it's one bath. Yeah, beautiful. And heated and cooled and... Absolutely. A reverse cycle in each bedroom as well, because the bedrooms are the old part, which is double brick, which is and higher ceiling. So it's quite, it is quite cool. Yeah. So we, we decided to bite the bullet and put in a reverse cycle in each bedroom, as well as the one out in the living room. Beautiful. And so do you mind sharing roughly like what you've invested in the property and what it's returning? So Dad said at the start, $50,000, and I said, no. <laughs> I said, if you want to get good money for it, you need to spend much more. Like, So I think we, we roughly worked out around 1 to 120. We're not very good with doing like spreadsheets or yeah. budget, budgeting, so <laughs> yeah. sorry about that. But, right. yeah, so we did spend more, but we are getting the return for, from yeah. it. I feel like, yeah, that will return within the first year. Yes, de- yeah, absolutely. We've where our return for the first twelve months was about three quarters of what we invested. Amazing, yes. amazing. Yeah, and like Jeanette, you must be a very sharp woman because laundromat is a very cool business. So cash flow business. Yes, and now you've added the Airbnb. And isn't your husband a farmer? Did I yes. hear that? That's right, yeah. Yeah, you're a very savvy cookie. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we love to do that too. We love to create things. So creating this has been so much fun and rewarding. Even like the garden, we have a beautiful little garden and we've got a fireplace where people can have a bottle of wine and we we also give a cheese platter, a, a nice little cheese platter, in our fridge, we leave that there for our guests so they can pop out to the fireplace. It's a beautiful fireplace and have a bottle of wine. And then we're also just across from a really good hotel across the road so people can go over there and have dinner if they like, walking distance to the CBD. And also a lot of wineries can come and pick up, pop by and pick up their our guests and take them on a winery tour. So... A lot of feedback we get from guests is it's so central. It's such a good central spot. Well, that's really, really good feedback. So, of course, so Kelsey, you helped mum with that, with the first property? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, I'm an interior designer, so naturally I took over a little bit. (laughs) Um, But... (laughs) I think, like, you can see the kitchen behind us. We originally thought of just doing something cheap like Ikea, but I, we decided to invest and, yeah, yeah. I end up doing an Ikea one at mine and regret it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll deal with that in a later <laughs> session. So tell me, what point in this process did you decide you were going to have an Airbnb? I don't know. I think like I obviously was saving up to buy my first home. My boyfriend. And then, yeah, I met my partner and he's in the Hunter Valley and 
So I'd live with him. So buying my first home, it was either going to be rented out or I guess an Airbnb. But yeah, I had it for kind of like 12 months and then was doing bits and pieces to it. But also you wanted a little cottage, didn't you? A beautiful little, mm. so it's it wasn't like just a, any property, it's just. Mm. It's like this little weatherboard house. It's probably like, I don't know, I think 1950s it was built, but it's an old house. So like yeah. originally bought it, thought, thought maybe like a paint job, new furniture and that would be it, but pulled one thing apart and it was just like this domino effect. And at yes. one point the house just felt like a shell. <laughs> there was no floor, there was walls, had needed a whole new roof and, yeah, basically the guy that bought the house before me did a really quick reno and you can see like he just put flooring down on top of a mouldy floor and okay. like yeah. just yeah. trying to make a quick quick dollar and then, yeah, so we've sort of gone through and done everything better. Okay, so you've done bathrooms, kitchen. We didn't do the bathrooms just because they were okay. Yeah. Like they're not the nicest bathrooms but they're okay and funds sort of started to get very low. (laughs) So we left the bathrooms but everything else has pretty much been redone. And so what's the name of your listing? It's Casa Wild in the Hunter. As in C-A-S-T-L-E, wild? No, C-A-S-A. Oh. Then, yeah, CASA and then wild with an E. Yeah. And what, is that a significant name? So I was trying to like, because when mum named this place Hidden Nest, I think because it's just a bit like out of, like it's out back, it's kind of like hidden in a way. So when naming mine, I was like, I really struggled because I was like, I don't know what to call it. Anyway, I asked around a few people and it was actually my sister-in-law who suggested Casa, which means hunter, and then wild means home. So yeah. And I loved I love the name Wild, like with an E. And then when she said Casa, I was like, oh, I like that. So you've listed the property and it's now taking bookings. Yeah, yeah. So and, and how's it going? Ago. Yeah, really good. So we're booked out for the next three weeks and, yeah, it's really good. Just get bookings and haven't really had any inquiries, which is nice. Just, Just people booking straight away. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, Jeanette, we were having a bit of a chat before we came on and I wanted to, I guess, flesh this out a bit more. Certainly around pricing, how do you manage your pricing? Do you use any technology or do you manage Well, I, I don't. We looked around at Airbnbs in our area that were similar to ours and just sort of like tested the waters, I suppose, to start with. And we thought about putting it up a little bit. We think maybe it could be up a little bit more, but then we thought, no, we're happy with with what we're getting, we're getting bookings, is which is the main thing. So, yeah, yeah we haven't adjusted that at yeah. all. So I think we're at the right level. Yeah. We're at the so right point. what's your nightly rate? Like, is So we're on that smart pricing. So Airbnb kind of like picks up when there's events or when people are like 
really looking at mudging. So it adjusts the pricing can like to do with how much attraction mudgy is getting like for that time. Yeah. But so it'll go up. So we could get anywhere from say four twenty a night. I think that's the minimum up to an extra hundred dollars a night. Like yeah, yeah. up to five hundred dollars. But initially yeah. you thought that pricing was too high. I and did. I said no. If you want people that are going to come and respect your property, you need to have it at a rate that's going to attract those people. And touch wood, you've had really Um, good guests. I've never had, we've not had any problems at all. Every guest nearly leaves it absolutely immaculate. That is awesome. And so one of the things that I noticed in the, I keep saying Hunter, but Southern Highlands last week, is that the market is quite saturated and the properties are very dependent on weekend bookings only. There doesn't seem to be a lot happening in the week. So what has been your experience in the Mudgee area? So we are nearly booked up every weekend, but some of those weekends are a three-night stay. So we have a minimum two-night stay, but some a three-night stay, and then I would think possibly roughly around about once a month or so we might get a an overlap. So we might get a weekday that overlaps through the week. Like So school we holidays. do school holidays mm-hmm. is generally back-to-back bookings, which that's great. Yeah. yeah. So May? May was really busy, wasn't it? May was extremely busy. January is a little bit on the quieter side because I feel like people don't really come to the bush, they go to the beach. Okay, yeah. And sometimes after Christmas I feel like we need a little bit of a break ourselves and because we are farmers, hay season is that's at its peak. So it's September is also very busy because that's like Mudgee's kind of food and wine festival time. Yes. Wedding season in Mudgee is big, a bit like the Hunter Valley. Yeah, so your springtime is really, really busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm asking what's happening in May. Don't know. What no, I don't know. <laughs> don't know. But uh, I guess the autumn weddings as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mudgee is a, a is a bit of a hot spot for weddings. Yeah, from yeah. away, a bit like the Hunter Valley, really. Mm. And yeah. do you have an understanding of who your market is, who the type of person that stays in your property? Mm, you can answer that. <laughs> when it first started, I said you want to attract like we attract Sydney people as such, and yeah. people that are willing to spend. $500 a night on a place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually compare, we went to Sydney recently and stayed at a hotel. We paid nearly as much for a night in a hotel, which is only your, your typical standard hotel yeah. chains, mm-hmm. and you only get a bathroom, you get tea and coffee, and that's about it. And they're nice, but they're... That's nice, but for the price... We offer so much more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so in terms of management, do you both manage your own properties? You don't get any help? So I 
had let my eldest daughter do the property management. She's very good with that stuff. Yeah. So I call myself the cleaner. The cleaner and the prep. <laughs> I get the property ready. But yeah, no, they, they love it too. My daughter, she absolutely loves to do that. So, yeah. and she's got all the systems set up for check in correspondence before they come the night before. So she's got all that set up. So, and that helps. Yeah. Yeah. And are you only listed on Airbnb? For the moment, I would really like to actually get our website and get direct bookings because I feel like that could be an option, but we would just want to start out with Airbnb. We're doing like, it's doing really well on Airbnb. It's not like there's no bookings or anything. So I think, yeah. Airbnb just add their percentage on top. Yeah. So the good thing about Airbnb is the host guarantee when you you haven't had anything go pear-shaped, but if you do, that is excellent. But the downside is something like the COVID, like I noticed in COVID, it was the hosts in our community that had their independent website that did better because they had built up a database and were able to market directly to their database. Whereas if someone goes to Airbnb, they've got thousands of listings and you, yeah, so that I definitely think it's a good idea to get an independent platform to host as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's in the thoughts that we might do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so what about you, Kelsey? Are you managing your own property in the Hunter? Yeah, I am for now. Just while it's, I mean, like I said, I've, I haven't had any inquiries really, just people booking. So yeah. it's really easy to look after right now. But if it, yeah. once it gets a bit busy, like Amanda, my sister, she says that sometimes she can have like 40 messages to respond to. And it's really simple stuff. Like on the listing, it says like no pets allowed. And people will message and be like, hi, I know it says no pets, but can we bring a pet? And so she's got like messages that she auto responds, but lots of messages like that. So I think while I'm not having to deal with all that, I'm just looking after it myself. But yeah, if if it gets a lot busier, I'll have to outsource that because yeah, running my own business is enough for my head. So you run your own interior design business too? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so interior design and styling, so it's very fun. Awesome. And so did you style mum's property? Yes. Beautiful. Mum got a little say. (laughs) (laughs) What was the theme, like what was your guiding principle for styling the property? Did you research it and, yeah. No, I think we just sort of, we wanted a really neutral palette that wasn't going to date, wasn't going to age. Like we didn't want something that we would have to change up the furniture in three or four years' time because it's like, oh, my God, that's not in anymore or that looks so dated. So, like, we just went with a really neutral palette, kind of like soft greens to tie in the country look. Our artwork too is we've got looking at it now, it's like beautiful kangaroos on a beautiful, which Tell me, have you got a cow in the picture? Have you got a picture of a cow? No, no no cows. It seems that every country Airbnb has a picture of a cow. 
So ours is, and our work in our master bedroom is beautiful gum leaves. Mm, and it just picks up the beautiful soft tones in yeah. the bed linen. And we actually collaborated with a photographer for those, Rachel Tag. So she, we reached out to her and she sent us some photos that she'd taken and we selected them and they suit the property so well. Yeah. So for those of you who are watching at the moment or in the replay, we will post the link to the listings so that you can look at them yourself. So have you, now, what's the most challenging thing that you've had in your listing, Jeanette? What's been the biggest challenge? <sighs> what would be the biggest challenge? I think the biggest challenge would be if we have to go away and we have a back-to-back would okay. be that we, well, we, we've overcome the challenge because I've got a great cleaner. I've got a, an amazing lady that she is just the best. So you need to have a, that's not really a challenge, that's a tip, isn't it, really, yeah. <laughs> to have the best, a good cleaner. That knows how to fluff a cushion yeah. and style a bed. And I have a little booklet, which my cleaner actually knows off by heart now, but just how to have everything styled make sure that there's a list of things that are could be missing in the kitchen. But honestly, I, I can't think of a challenge that's... Maybe the challenge would be that we are dog-free, like pet-free, which I feel a little bit guilty a little bit about that because there's so many people love to bring their beautiful little fur balls away with them. But we just felt like that was going to be extra cleaning and there is a lot of... Airbnb's properties around that do take animals. So we've just decided, and I feel like that's a little bit, I feel a bit guilty about that, but we wanted to stand our ground. I don't think yeah. I should feel guilty about that. No. I think we're not dog, we're not dog people too. So like, but that's probably a challenge that we have had is that you can actually have a service dog without like, and that was one challenge that we did have where, Someone actually came here with a dog without saying anything and we touched base with Airbnb and there's nothing that we could do about that. Yeah. Okay. And is your is the property disability friendly? Yes, because we don't have any ramps, we don't have any steps, and actually when we just did the reno, we didn't really put that con- thought, but it is... It is so accessible for for disability. The shower, you could wheel a wheelchair into the shower because it's an open shower. There's no steps. It's definitely, oh, there's steps going out into the the lawn area in our garden, but there's no, you could, our outdoor living patio area is perfectly flat. Yeah. You certainly, yours isn't. No, there's steps going up into mine. Beautiful. Well, yes, I guess so it's not, well, shortly it will become mandatory when you're doing renovations, but for New South Wales, it's not yet. Now, have you ever had any negative feedback? Yes, I have. To be honest, I had a a lady who did own her own Airbnb and we don't have any lockout curtains in our living room for the reason that we love, like I've got shears and the, sh- the shears let in the most beautiful morning sunlight. 
And I did have one guest say, recommend that if there was one thing that we could do is put blockouts on our living room. And we decided, no, we're not doing that because you don't sleep in the living room Yeah, to start with. And we didn't think it was necessary. We love the sun coming in of a morning through those beautiful sheer curtains. So yeah, I wouldn't lose any sleep over that one. No, no, it wasn't a big, wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. And so do you people want a second bathroom? Yes, that is another suggestion. But that's why you've said from the start, like on the listing, it's very clear that there's one bathroom. So. Yes. But you've still had a few people say. We have had that. I mean, yeah, that's not, that's how it is. We can't do anything about that. But no, you people, not not very many though. Yeah. And so I'm guessing this next question is for Kelsey. Do you do any promotion outside Airbnb, as in Instagram or anything else? Yep. So we've got our Instagram page, and we're probably not as active on there as we like, but busy gal over here. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When you say not as active, are you posting? Are you doing stories or reels? What's your mode? Probably post every couple of weeks, but like my sister and I, like mum's always like, can we do a post? Can we do a post? But my sister and I are like, mum, you've got bookings. You're booked out nearly every weekend. So it's not like we don't have bookings. So we kind of try to relax her a bit like that. But <laughs> Probably post every couple of weeks. If I'm here and I pop in to see mum when she's cleaning or getting ready for a guest, I might do a quick little walkthrough with a video. But I also do interior photography. So I took all the photos here and I've got a nice big bank of professional photos that we use, which I think is like so important for Airbnb Instagram accounts, even just Airbnb listings because Having professional photography just, it just makes the place a bit more high end. Absolutely. I completely agree. And same with Renault's. Yeah. But Jeanette, I think we're going to have to empower you to do your own Instagram posts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, that could be the next step. No. She lets me. (laughs) No, that's why Manda looks after the bookings (laughs) because mum, like, Love her, but like when she writes, she'll leave step full stops in random places, and we've got to help well, them do that. Well, for you, Jeanette, I just push forward for I just push them to do it. Good on you. And so, like, obviously, you enjoy collaborating together. What would be your biggest takeaway from like I'm going to ask Kelsey now from working with your mum? <laughs> I personally, I think I'm really harsh on her because she's I'd agree with that. a real client. So she'll say something to me and in a real situation I'll say to a client like, look, I don't think that's the best option. I say it really professionally and nice, but with mum I'm like, no, no, you can't do that. What are you that's thinking? <laughs> no way. Or she'll say something and I'll just be like, I'll just shut her down. I'm like, no, we can't do that. But I think I'm probably really harsh on her. Would you agree? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. 
Well, yes. I don't take it personally, though. I feel (laughs) your pain. Yeah. I think there's value in giving your mum the insight into, like, particularly with Instagram. But I do think, like, I won't abdicate to my kids. Like, I think we've, Jeanette, we've got to hold our own because we have lots of value to bring to. You're a smart woman. And yeah, so. Yes, but and tell me, what's next on your agenda? Well, we are building our dream home at the moment, well, our forever home that will be where we will be for the rest of our lives, on our property where we live. We were going to turn our shed into an Airbnb as well. There's a lot of council regulations that it's not compliant. Yeah. Our stairs, our top step going up to our loft isn't compliant. So I think we probably will just not do that. We'll just leave that for family. Yeah. We're on a river and I dearly love to do something on the river, be it a tiny house, something really, really unique. I have a spot picked out that I'd love to do that. So, yeah, just all in the dream phase at the moment. But yeah, yeah. it happens. But now that we've just finished helping Kelsey with Casa Wild, that took up a lot of time for us too because we were always over there weekends working our little butts off. So now that that's finished, it's sort of like a big relief, a little break. Yeah. No, we would definitely love to do it again. Beautiful. And so actually... We have some students in Mudgee and they tell me that Mudgee is the most expensive place pretty much anywhere for trades. Have you, how have you gone getting trades? I don't think that you've got anything to compare it to though. We have a lot of friends that are trades. Okay. Well, that helps because they can push you along a little bit or I'll fit you in kind of thing. So that helps. But We have waited for our Tyler for over 12 months. He's an amazing Tyler in our area and we absolutely wanted him to do our tiling for our house and so he's just started now. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty epic. It's a good trade. You have to have good trades. Yeah. And Kelsey, what's next for you? I think next for me is to just get back into a normal life after renovating. Oh, your plans for the lake? Oh, yeah. I think we're going to buy a house at Lake Macquarie in the next maybe two or three years. But, yeah, I think for now just getting back on track and, yeah, Yeah. getting back to a slower lifestyle but you want something that you can renovate don't you oh well that's what we'll be able to afford (laughs) because we'll probably something at a million dollars is probably a dump (laughs) so whatever we buy we'll need work absolutely well that's the smartest strategy anyhow buy wholesale kelsey yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and so isn't it isn't it the saying goes buy the worst house in the best street Absolutely. That still stands today. Yeah. Yeah. And my partner's an electrician, so we get free electrical work, which helps. (laughs) 
that's and very that's a jack of all trades so yeah free plumber free yeah he does free. <laughs> he is very handy well jack it's of all trades, master of none <laughs> sorry jack of all trades master of none <laughs> no he's i good. don't believe that for a minute i've seen the quality <laughs> of your work i think you do yeah. very well so i want to thank you for coming on and we will post links to your properties in the show notes and yeah we hopefully we'll come to Mudgee or and the hunter and experience the hidden nest and casa wild hospitality sometime soon so thanks for yes, being here absolutely we would love you all to come beautiful this is the she renovates podcast to discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.